0: Over the weekend, Alex Trebek's daughter had an estate sale for his things. So people were going to the estate sale of Alex Trebek and getting like his monogram ties and stuff like that. Had I known that was happening, I would have asked you if I could like fly out for it.
2: Why? Why? Number one, I didn't realize you were such a big Alex Trebek fan. And two, where was it? it was at his home. I don't where is he from.
0: Oh, I think California. Oh, okay. Probably, I assume. Um, but I just thought that was so cool and it was like, yeah, so if you're local to the area, like come on out. And I'm like, yeah, Studio City, California. I'm like, what? What? I would have flown out for that. Wouldn't you like somebody said that they got like one of his ties and it ju- it said like it had like a T you know, I'm sure all of the only reason are custom. I'm like, what? Like, that's history.
2: The that only reason history. you would want Alex Quebec's tie is so people could say, is that are, are, uh, you could say, guess whose tie this is. And then when they say it's Alex Quebec because it says AT on it or whatever, you could be like, no, you didn't phrase it in the form of a question. That's the only reason. Yeah, I, would I just
0: go, I I. I, I I guess I didn't really think about, you know, okay, so celebrities, famous people pass on, not all of their stuff is kept by their relatives, their children, whatever. So what are all of the rich, crazy people doing, crazy, rich people doing with their stuff when they die? Like, are their kids taking it to Goodwill like we would do or, you know what I mean?
2: This is a morbid thought. But I think I would like when, when Pat Sajak passes away, I would go to his estate sale. Would you? Yeah, just to walk around and go, can I buy a vowel? Yes. Can I buy a vowel? Can I buy a vowel?
1: The upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff.
0: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
2: Today is Monday, April 25th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the Sandy Springs Farmers Market that is like two blocks from our house, and it's just a cool thing to do on Saturday morning, we never really buy anything
0: we there. Totally sometimes, don't. sometimes, sometimes we do.
2: If we're if we're like if we know what we're having for dinner that night, like we'll get some fresh vegetables. But it's just it's like a I don't know. It's just it's neat. It feels like a thing. It's a thing to do.
0: My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful that we had such a wonderful weekend.
2: I um have a farmer's market memory. I grew up with a cat whose name was Muffet. Mm-hmm. Muffet was the cat, and We got that cat from the farmer's market. What? Yep. In Syracuse. Okay. Um, It was called, it was the regional farmer's market. And it was a true, like the, have you ever been to a true farmer's market?
0: Um, Like a real
2: farmer's market? I
0: have. I've been to that one South of Atlanta. Is that what you're talking about?
2: You're not thinking of a flea market, are you?
0: Uh Uh-uh. No, I'm Farmer. thinking of like all this like fresh. Oh, you're
2: thinking of the DeCab Farmer's Market. Okay, I've been that, to
0: that one. I've also been to one. That one,
2: I don't even think that one counts because that one's open seven days a week and it's it's like a store.
0: It's like a true farmers, like farmers bring stuff and sell at market.
2: Yeah, the, I think the, the one in Sandy Springs is more like an artist's market slash festival.
0: Slash eat. like bakers or like one guy was selling like his grandmother's. Mac and
2: cheese, right? And I think you can, what, like, the farmers market in Syracuse that I remember going to—the regional farmers market—it was like almost like loading docks, and the trucks would back up to it, and they would set up tables, and you would truly be buying stuff from different farms, like in the and they were and
0: cats apparently and the
2: farmers. Well, so I think somebody had one of the farmers one of their barn cats or whatever had kittens and brought I did
0: not know that Muffet was like a barn kitten
2: but you didn't know Muffet you're
0: I, I here's how I know Muffet I know Muffet because Muffet we have this framed Christmas letter oh, that yeah. Jeff wrote to Santa Claus that and Jeff's dad gave it to us and it was a letter that Jeff wrote Santa a really long time ago and it says also please bring
2: like treats Toys and or treats
0: for Muffet and Hickory, who was Jeff's bunny.
2: Yeah. So Muffet was a farmer's market cat. And then Misty one, because my parents have two cats named Misty, Misty one, I think was a stray that started out with like,
0: Your dad oh, putting we, ju- some we
2: just, we just left, we just, I had a little leftover tuna fish sandwich. So I put it on the back step and I'm like, okay. And that, but that's definitely how Muffet two came about.
0: There was a second Muffet too?
2: Or Misty too. Sorry.
0: Oh, I was like, man, okay. Two Mistys, two Muffets.
2: Yeah. So Misty one, I think was a strip Muffet was a farmer's market. Misty one, I think was a try stri- I don't remember. Misty two was dip 1000% astray because I remember making fun of my parents. Like, yeah. I remember that. Oh, okay. Like the, the, you know, week one, my dad was just like leaving tuna fish out and pieces of hot dog or whatever whatever they had left over from dinner. And then like week two, well, it was a little chilly. So the cat slept.
0: Well, no, remember? And he was like, I I got the cat a flea collar. And Jeff was like, oh my God, you have a cat.
2: And, And then like, you know, a month later, he's like, well, driving home from the vet with the cat, got it fixed, whatever. So anyhow.
0: We had the best weekend. We had a proper Saturday, which we haven't had in... I can't even remember how long, like we're usually working on the weekends, but, um, since I got to work from home late last week, um, we had more time together to like get stuff done during the week. And then, so the weekend was actually a weekend and it was so awesome. We spent a ton of time outside. Um, we walked to the farmer's market, we purged the house, (laughs) which, well, no, I purged I purged my stuff from the house.
2: What did you purge? I do the whole studio and um, the closet in the studio.
0: Oh, yeah. The closet looks
2: great. Now, there's stuff outside the studio door that I need your help going through. But um, Jeff
0: and I approach this in different ways. First of all, we both think that we have like too much clutter, too much stuff. So we have said that we don't want to take anything that we don't actually use or have like a really strong bond with, and we're going to, you know, donate it sell it whatever we're gonna we're gonna be done with it um so jeff has been i agree with jeff but jeff has really been leading the charge with this so i was like okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna spend the weekend i'm gonna go through our whole house i'm gonna go through every drawer every closet the you know linen closet everything and i'm going to purge so basically anything that's left in the house is what we're taking and moving to the new house um so i did that and i was like really proud of myself Jeff is, it's, for the guy that is championing this idea, you seem very stressed about it. Like it, I can just plow through. I'm like, okay, we've got a mission plow, 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 donate, 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 saving this, saving this, saving this. And you just kind of like do a little bit, but then you stop. And there are things that we are trying to like get rid of, or you're trying to decide about. And I can see the look of stress on your face.
2: And here's the, here's the, the problem. Okay. This is And it's such, this is such a first world problem, but this is the most extreme example. We, years ago, we were up at the lake and somebody broke our cooler, right? They felt bad about it. So they replaced the cooler. The cooler in question was like a $40, You know Memorial Day weekend special at Walmart, right? Yeah, and they marked down, marked down from fifty bucks. It it was a forty dollar, and
0: they broke it, and it was like no
2: big deal. Yeah, and and we even said we're like it's we actually have like two or three coolers. We're on the lake. We there's coolers aplenty. We're fine, and they said uh, nope. We're going to send you a new cooler. A week later, a package shows up. It's a freaking Yeti cooler. A yeti. They replaced
0: we, our Igloo with the Yeti.
2: They replaced our Walmart cooler with something that costs 10 times as much as the Walmart mm-hmm. cooler. We have used the Yeti a few times like on road trips and stuff, but we don't like if we were road tripping on the Oregon Trail to Oregon, maybe we would need to keep stuff cold for a month, mm-hmm. but we don't. When we road trip, we get, it's Amelia Island. We're there in six hours. Yeah. You know, nothing, we don't have anything that needs to be that cold for that long.
0: Yeah. I think we've used it. We used it once. Uh, this was actually pretty genius. We did take it to the beach, but we kept it in our hotel room and filled it with our own wine and stuff like that. So we wouldn't always have to be drinking the hotel wine because it was so expensive. Do you remember that? I, I do. Think we were like in Hilton Head or something. Um, but that's really the only time. I mean, it's really big. It's super heavy. Like I can't move it myself,
2: but I struggle. I'm like, it was, it's, it's the nicest cooler I'll ever own. Mm-hmm. It's the top of the line. I mean, it, it's the hundreds of dollars for a cooler, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, and it was a gift. So it causes me anxiety. Like. We could put it on Facebook Marketplace or whatever and sell it, but then I feel bad because it's a gift and because it's like somebody gave us the nicest thing of some category that we'll ever, but it's also not practical for us. Well, they also
0: gave it to us when we had a lake house and we don't have a lake house anymore. So we're just people with a really expensive cooler in their garage.
2: Right. So... Anyhow, so that's like, that causes me stress. And then the other thing that causes me stress about perching is in the kitchen. There are things in the kitchen that, like, uh, I don't know what its proper name is, but like cooking twine, cooking. It's like cooking string. Butcher's string, I think. But if you're going to cook a turkey or like bird or whatever on a rotisserie, you need to tie you know, tie it up, or you know, I think you tie the legs together when you put it together. It's something that get I use once a year, not even, and it costs two or three bucks. But it's a pain to realize that you don't have it and you have to go to the grocery store and get it. So Callie's like, "Well, let's get rid of this," and I'm like, "I'm like,
0: but- it's two bucks. We haven't used it in." I don't know four
2: years. That's that's a, that right there is a fallacy. We've used it. The I use it when I have the rotisserie on the gas grill, or the I use it when I cook a whole. When I use a, okay,
0: so we haven't used it in two
2: years because I haven't had access to the grills. Yeah, but like it's two or three bucks, but it's a trip to the grocery store, and it's going ah oh, crap. We don't have this, so. Now I understand why there were things like in my parents' house that were like 20 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because some things you only need to buy, like that'll be the last butcher string that I buy for my entire life. You know, Mm -hmm. I understand why you want to get rid of it, but it doesn't.
0: I just figured that with as much stress as the clutter causes you, that you would be excited to get rid of stuff like that. And it's just been funny to watch because it really does like stress you out. And I think part of it is like, you know, I think at heart and one of my friends is from the Midwest and she is, you know, doing just fine, but she is like, has a really hard time seeing things go to waste. And it's part of her Midwest upbringing. Like, I think part of it's your upbringing that like, you don't waste things. Like you don't waste that string. You keep it until you use it. Um, so I think it's part of your,
2: but what your dad's not wasteful. But I know, but what you're calling wasteful is not wasteful to me. It's like it will get used. Mm-hmm. But what they should, you know what? Here's the thing. They should be selling butcher string like two feet at a time. Like you should just be mm-hmm. able to buy for 50 cents, like an envelope that has like two, two feet long pieces. Like
0: right next to the.
2: Right next to the turkeys or there were chickens or whatever. Hey, and
0: that's, that's a brilliant idea. You could probably sell that. And
2: it then- would be awesome. And then and then that's just that. Cheesecloth. What? I don't I have cheesecloth. When is that when did you ever use cheesecloth? I forget, but every now and again there's a recipe that calls for cheesecloth, and I'm like, ugh. And then I gotta go to the store and buy it. Cheesecloth, similar to yeast, never know where it is.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't know where to get that in the grocery store. I have to tell you how impressed I was, slash surprised, but I don't want that to come off like in an offensive kind of way. Okay. But we were at the park with Ellie and a couple of days ago and, there was, it's like this park near our house and it's got a little playground. It's got a park, it's got some sport courts and stuff like that. So there's always like a mixed bag of people. They're all very friendly, all obviously like neighbors of ours. The sp- um, the
2: sport courts are probably pickleball, like who knows what they used right. to be, but now everything is just being turned into pickleball, pickleball, pickleball.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't even know how people know how to play that. I feel like everyone just like, you know, woke up one morning and was like, I play pickleball now. It's like right. the weirdest thing. Um, but we were, we, We were at the park and Ellie was just, you know, walking around and we're in the little wooded area and she's picking up sticks and leaves and all that kind of stuff. And we're just letting her go. And these kids come walking towards us and they're, you know, on the, in, from the sport court to the playground, woods are in between and we say hello to them. And the little one says hi to us. And then the older one, I would say, I don't know, maybe like 16?
2: No way, not even that old. You don't think so? I think the the younger one was probably around 10 and the older one was 13 or 14.
0: Little one, totally friendly, really bubbly. The older one was a little something was off and I thought it, but then I was like, okay, they're just passing. And Jeff's right here. Had you not been there, I would have been a little bit scared because there was definitely a weird vibe there. But Jeff, as we were, we stood there, they passed, we said hello, whatever. And then when we decided to go back, Jeff was like, Hey, let's go this way. And didn't really say why. And then we got in the car and he's like, that guy is really weirding me out. And he was young, which is weird because normally if I'm, if my like warning buzzers are going off in my head, it's usually like adult men. Um, cause it was a guy, but I was surprised that your radar was going off. I don't think that you've ever, if you've done that before, it hasn't been around me.
2: I, the, the reason that I was kind of like on alert or whatever is when we passed on the trail in the woods, he just, he, he, He just kind of stared a little too long without saying anything. And I wanted to give it, and I just dismissed it. Like at first I was like, oh, that was weird. Then I dismissed it. Like I almost made an excuse for him. I'm like, I'll bet he didn't hear what I said and didn't realize it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like heard me say something and then I never said anything back. You know, I was just like, hey, how you doing? Right. And so... I kind of dismissed it as as that, but it definitely was like odd. But when we came up the hill, like out of the woods, his little brother had gone up to the playground and his dad was there. Like, you know, his dad was in the truck or standing outside the truck in the parking lot. Like that was his dad. Okay. Like on the phone. So, but like his dad was there, his little brother and like, or cousin or whoever, like the other young man who was there and somebody else, they were both playing on the playground together, but he was sitting on a bench on the trail that we would have walked by, tying his shoes, but he was looking toward us. Did you notice that? Mm -mm. So he was like bent over tying his shoes, but he kept looking toward us coming up the trail. So those two things combined, like made me go, you know what, let's just go this way like there's just it was just odd enough is that right? the
0: first time you've ever gotten a gut instinct no, about
2: no of course not but oh you mean about with Ellie
0: well i just mean like usually i tell you these things of like yeah there was this really odd person standing too close to me at target and it really made me uncomfortable um or i've called you on the phone and been like can you stay on the phone with me cuz there's someone that's just i don't know i feel weird right now and i need you to talk well i think to it's me.
2: a more common thing for women to experience than yeah which is what I was going to ask my – the question I was going to ask is when I saw him sitting there tying his shoes or whatever, looking toward us, and I decided to cut through the little garden thing and just go to our car, for a brief second, I felt – I'm like, what if he knows that the reason we're going the other way is because of him? Like, what if – like, what if, what if he realizes – what if he got – 20 feet past us and realized, oh, he just said, hey, how you doing? I feel bad. I'm going to wait for them to come up so I can say, how you doing back or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's what he was waiting for. And he's an awkward 14-year-old mm-hmm. dude because every dude at 14 is a little bit awkward, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he was waiting for. And I made it even more weird. But then I'm like, you know what? Or not. I'm just, who cares? I
0: have a kid I'm trying to protect and look yeah. out for. So, yeah.
2: So, acknowledging that this is, that that this feeling, this gut feeling thing happens more for women than it does for guys. Does the excuse making or the, like, if you look out in the parking lot and there's a guy out there, you know, walking around your car that doesn't, you're like, he doesn't work at the store. You know what I mean? And you wait for somebody, for another customer to leave at the same time as you. So you don't have to be alone in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Does, do you feel guilty? I don't know what the word is. Weird that you have profiled this person in the parking lot simply because they're a man standing close to your car.
0: Um, I, well, first of all, (laughs) I don't usually go by like you know, like I've even had women that just, there's like a weird energy. I usually am like energy and it's something with like, if someone's super nervous or someone, it's just, I can't describe it, but I think women will know if you feel threatened. I think women have this like, just gut instinct of like, something is up, something is not right. And um, so for me, it's like, No, I wouldn't feel bad. I would. I mean, there's times that I've called you and been like, I need you to stay on the phone with me because there's someone standing too close to me. There's something not like there's something not right with the person
2: next to me. But you obviously don't let that person hear you calling me and saying that.
0: I don't. But honestly, I feel like you can't be too safe. And if your gut, if someone around you is acting weird and there's something in your, in your head, and I've said this before, that's like, this just feels off to me. And I, it doesn't mean, you know, anything about the person or it could, but is it worth the risk? No, it's not. I mean, so you
2: never feel, so there's no part of you that feels bad for the person who you slighted, even though they have no idea that you slighted them. Like, as far as that kid knows is Ellie took off through the garden and we just followed her because she was kind of leading the way.
0: No, I absolutely do not. I think you have to trust your gut.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. I took up
2: origami for a while, you know, just as a hobby, something to pass the time, but I had to give it up. It was just too much paperwork.
0: at Snow Days Pizza Bites have an incredible new flavor for you to try. But here's the thing. You can only buy the new flavor when you have the link to the secret landing page. And when they sell out, they sell out. So this is a super limited offer. Okay. The new flavor is taco. They shipped a few bags to our house a couple weeks ago. I have tried it. It is absolutely amazing. It's so delicious. If you love the others, you'll love this one. If you haven't tried Snow Days yet, Get on it. They make such good snacks and appetizers, especially when you're entertaining this summer. Throw them in the air fryer, super easy. The premium ingredients for the taco bites include small farm spiced pork, grass-fed cheese, organic pinto beans, and house-made taco sauce. They are grain-free, gluten-free, and fully organic. Snow Days makes incredibly delicious pizza bites like the ones we had when we were kids, but minus all of the junk. We eat them all the time in our house. The limited flavor comes in a three pack or a six pack of their 12 ounce bags. Go to snowdays.com slash upside and then use the promo code upside for 10% off the taco pizza bites plus free shipping. Again, that's snowdays.com slash upside and use the promo code upside for 10% off your order of taco pizza bites plus free shipping.
2: I am so excited to move in a few weeks. Here's why. I am going to have access now, easy access, to both my gas grill and my big green egg, which means I have got to log into butcherbox.com and update my subscription. I got to make sure that there are plenty of red meats headed my way so that I can get all of the grilling that's been building up over the past year or so living in this town home out in the first few weeks of living in our new house. Favorite cut of meat from ButcherBox, probably the sirloin steaks because they're so versatile. Well, when I say I'm going to log in and update my subscription, that's because Callie and I have the custom boxes, but they also have curated boxes. So you can let them do the heavy lifting for you and pick out exactly what meat you get, whether it's red meats, whether it's free range organic chicken, whether it's wild caught seafood, it's all that. There at butcherbox.com/upside, Butcherbox is giving new members free ground beef for life. But you have to sign up at butcherbox.com/upside. You get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Once again, butcherbox.com/upside to claim the free ground beef for life deal.
0: Dunn is the number one ADHD online treatment platform that is on a mission to make ADHD more affordable and accessible for everyone. Getting a diagnosis for ADHD can range from a few hundred dollars to over a thousand dollars. That is so expensive. Well, Dunn is here to help change that. Because you're an upside listener, you'll get your diagnosis appointment for just $99. After that, monthly memberships are just $79 a month. Membership to Dunn includes one-click refills, fast appointments and flexible scheduling with your provider. Dunn's board certified practitioners will lead the way through your treatment and the best part is every Dunn practitioner is an ADHD specialist. So you're not rushed into a diagnosis and then sent away to like figure it out on your own. Their goal is to find your ideal treatment plan 100% personalized for you and only you. I was diagnosed with ADHD in high school, and I can tell you that having a diagnosis has made so many things make sense to me. Even if you're not sure how you want to move forward with the treatment, the diagnosis appointment is so helpful, and then you have the knowledge and treatment team to decide how you want to move forward. Done is available in more than 30 states nationwide. The time is now to treat your ADHD, and it's never been easier. Make your ADHD a strength with Done. As an Upside listener, you'll get your first appointment for just. $99 when you go to done.callyandjeff.com. That's $99 for your first appointment when you go to done.callyandjeff.com. ADHD done differently.
2: Here are my three random things for today. Three random things brought to you, by the way, uh, today by our friends at Snow Days Pizza Bites. Oh, so good. Specifically, their marriage of tacos and pizza in one bite. their limited edition. Taco pizza bites are available right now, and you can save 10% and get free shipping by going to snowdays.com slash upside. Okay, uh, my first random thing is, Callie pulled this one just for you, or anyone else who is trying to get better sleep. Researchers have found that eating a banana before bed could improve the quality of your sleep, encourage a restful sleep cycle, and stop stress-induced sleep disturbances.
0: You did this like two weeks ago. Bananas? Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. hmm
0: Yep. Yes, you did.
2: Well, that's how much I care about your sleep. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Sorry.
2: Well, if you didn't hear it two weeks ago, bananas contain a substance that reduces stress. Oh, you're
0: going to keep going with it.
2: All right, my second slash first random thing is a couple significant events this week. Uh, number one, in 1957, this week in 1957, Pigs in a Blanket made their first appearance ever. Oh. It was in Betty Crocker's Cooking for Kids cookbook.
0: Does she still do cookbooks? She, quote unquote. Because um, wasn't that a huge thing? Like, I feel like that was a big thing in the 90s. The like,
2: Betty Crocker cookbooks? Yeah. Um, well, apparently it was a big thing in the fifties too, because that's when pigs in a blanket made an Mm. appearance. Pigs in a blanket, right? Are just those little Vienna sausage things wrapped in the little crescent roll stuff, right?
0: I don't think they're Vienna sausages. I think they're actually like mini hot
2: dogs. Tiny hot dogs. Yeah. Okay. And then the other big thing from this week is, uh, in 1952, oh fifties, this is a big week in the fifties. Uh, Mr. Potato Head made television history by becoming the first children's toy ever to appear in a TV commercial. Uh, And my third random thing, if you feel like you're addicted to bacon, some researchers say that is absolutely true. Bacon has the same effect on the brain uh, as cocaine and heroin in some aspects. It overloads pleasure centers and requires increasing amounts in order to feel satisfied. Now, normally I would agree with that. However, I believe... That bacon, store-bought bacon, has diminished in quality. And I would be interested to know if anyone agrees this is based on nothing except for the fact that I feel like for the past year, I haven't been able to cook a good slice of bacon at home. Yeah. So I just think that store-bought bacon, while the price has gone up, the quality has diminished or- My brain is so smart that it's saying, this is not good. And it's certainly not worth $8 a pound. True. So maybe that's what's happening. Those are my three random things.
0: I was sitting with Ellie and she fell down, which is a common occurrence in our house because she's, you know, 18 months old and that's what she does. She walks really fast and she's a little clumsy or she loses her balance or whatever. Um, She hit her face.
2: She got a, she got a double donk.
0: She got a double donk. She hit her face twice on at the same time. Like it was like a donk and then another donk, um, on our coffee table. And I ate the cuts on her chin. I don't think it's that deep. I haven't been able to look at it because I'm, I'm really upset about it. Um,
2: but because- to call it a cut would even be It's a scrape. She got her first skinned knee, but she just happened to get it on her face.
0: Um, That's what it is. I heard it. I can't unhear the sound. Oh. And that child, when she physically hurts, it physically hurts my heart. Like I can't function almost. So I called Jeff. I'm like, Jeff. Can you come up here, please? And oh, she's no, crying. You, you did not and then say I was like, like that. and then you didn't come for like you weren't rushing. And so I was like, Jeff, there's blood. Like, I'm It didn't was help.
2: not even close to that. It was Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And you're like, we have blood.
0: <laughs> That's not how so. I recall it, but okay. Um, so Jeff came upstairs and like, you know, cleaned off her little cut or whatever. But I feel so bad. I cried. Um, she didn't even notice by the end, you know, like no, 10 minutes was, later, but oh the
2: worst gosh. part for her was, um, cause it was a little bit bloody. So, uh, I was trying to clean it out with a paper towel and you know how that burns mm-hmm. like when you first get like yeah. a scrape, but I wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a cut cut.
0: Like she didn't need stitches or something. Yeah.
2: So I felt so bad. And that's why I asked you to get me the paper towel, because that's actual pain that I'm causing. And I can yeah. see how upset you were. So I just tried to do it as quickly as possible. And then she looked at me and simultaneously out of each corner of each eye, one of the big giant teardrops came down. It's and I was worst. like, oh, kid, you, this is mean. But she that, that's the most impressive thing about toddlers. She wipes out. A dozen times a day and wax herself pretty good. I mean,
0: if I if I wiped out like she wiped out, I would be like in bed the rest of the day with like a cold compress on my face, like probably trying to get an appointment or urgent care or something.
2: But she's she just bounces right back up. And it's uh, it's it's almost inspiring. It's like, you know what? Nothing's really that bad.
1: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I have
0: a micro annoyance.
2: Micro anxiety?
1: No, micro annoyance. This oh, we is
2: can't. Not... We can't have multiple micros. We have to have micro. I feel like we're. I think, feel like we're exploiting the brand. What's okay. the difference? What's the difference between an annoyance and an anxiety?
0: Anxiety causes stress and like tension in your chest and like it's like a little. This, and I've never known how to deal with this, but randomly, w- because we are cleaning out our place, we are finding things like. Chef found some random coins from Amsterdam. We're not going to Amsterdam. I don't even know what the currency is, but we have coins that we can't use. What are we supposed to do with that? You don't throw them in the trash. Like, should we bury them in the front yard and then let somebody be really excited about what they find one day?
2: Like some kid yeah. who, who lives here in years who gets a metal detector for Christmas?
0: Yes. Should we him. do that? Should we just bury all the old coins that like have no purpose because I think there are probably, like, I went to Europe in college, maybe. There are probably coins from that laying around that I've just transported from move to move to move. And I, I don't, they don't serve a purpose. I have nothing to do with them.
2: My fear is that something has changed in the currency. And the $1 coin from whatever country it happens to be, whether I visited it or somebody brought it to me, is now worth like 64 bucks. And so I can't get rid of it, but I can tell you that in this lifetime, I will never do the research to see what it's worth, ever.
1: Hey, Jeff.
3: Listen, I'm calling because every podcast, you are now spending 10 minutes talking through your marital issues, dude. I mean, the things that you're talking about, that's that's being married. Like, those conversations need to happen off the podcast. They are not very upsidey. Um you belittle Callie on air. I don't I don't think you do it meaning to and it makes me want to punch you because she is busting her ass. And being a mom, working two jobs, not easy, dude. And the guilt that we feel as women, you men will never, ever, ever understand that. And that's it. Just had to say it because this is day three of you piling on our driving me crazy. I still love you,
1: though. Bye.
0: The advertiser I'm about to tell you about is one of the partners that we get asked about the most, especially around Mother's Day, which is just around the corner, by the way. If you're looking for a gift for the mother figure in your life that she and everybody she knows will love, check out our friends at StoryWorth. Every week for one year, StoryWorth emails your mom a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options based on what you want to know. So the prompts are things like, what personal expectations do you hold yourself to, which I love? Do you have any regrets in your life? And those are things that like might be awkward to ask your mom face-to-face, but when you send her a st- story worth description, she can really give candid answers because she's typing them out and sending them in. After the year is up, StoryWorth collects all of the stories and compiles them into a book that you can give to her next year for Mother's Day. You can also order copies for everybody else that loves her, which I think is the coolest thing ever. If you have a mother figure in your life, this is such an incredible gift. It's an opportunity to compile information about her in a way that you may never otherwise have gotten around to, it is truly priceless. Give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash upside. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash upside to save $10 on your first purchase. StoryWorth.com slash upside.
1: Good morning, Callie and Jeff. So um, I've called in many times before, and oftentimes it's to share the same thing. I have three kids, three boys. They're all uh, either pre um, k kindergarten, first grade. Um, the amount, as so I was listening to today's podcast about self-accumulation, the amount of artwork and sentimental art pieces that I have from my boys is ridiculous, because like, with the first, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is the first time he learned how to write his name or, like, look at when he drew the family picture of, like, three dots and like, hands, um, whatever, whatever. Whatever it is, you find fundamental with the first. With the second, you kind of feel like there's certain, like, guilt you know, that you're like, okay, I also need to keep some of this stuff. And it just accumulates. And then every year in, in kindergarten and in first grade, they create stuff, and then they learn math, and they learn multiplication, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe my kid is learning all this. It's crazy. So you have to come up with a system now. I have three bins that has all of, like, the sentimental artwork. And we're about to, like, cap them. And, again, my first is only in first grade. So I'm looking for advice from parents. How do you determine what to keep and what to pause when it's your kids' stuff? All right. Good luck. Bye. Hey guys, it's
3: Tarek looking listening to Friday's episode about the quote unquote stuff problem. Oh my god. Please Google George Carlin stuff because that is one of his absolute best stand up routines. Not kid friendly, probably some curse words, so don't do it with the kids in the car, but If there's anything that could ever capture the reality of having too much stuff, it is that routine. So please do yourself a favor and Google that. Thanks. Love y'all. Bye. Hey guys, just know that the houses with the well-kept garages also judge you for having a garage and not keeping your car in it.
1: Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Robin. I am listening to Friday's show and y'all are talking about garages and stuff. And I just wanted to tell you, if you haven't already watched, there's a show called the home edit on Netflix and Clea and Joanna are home organizers. And it is awesome. I like things neat and clean and in their place. And I don't like a lot of stuff, but I also have a husband and two children. So that's a little bit more to manage, but I even, they have a book too that helps teach people how to organize. So y'all might want to look into that and you might realize that maybe some of that, that you're having to find storage for you can let go of just want to throw it out there the show's really good too so love the show bye
3: want to apologize for all my fellow upsiders who are probably using your phone right now to vent about next door because i do think there's a large majority of us like me who are members of Nextdoor because i have an escape artist dog but yes when you really look at a platform you're like, does this ultimately bring me joy, lower my energy, raise my energy, next door lowers my energy. So I only go on when I have to post about my dog. And I try to remind myself that all the, was it a gunshot or this person rang my doorbell in the middle of the night, or that person was walking through my neighborhood. The next door is probably full of folks that just don't have a bestie to text that to, um, but yeah, next door totally does not bring me joy, but it does serve a purpose. So I wanted to list the things that have happened good to me on next door. Like my dog Taki has been filmed probably three times. Um, I got some amazing tamales from somebody in my neighborhood who were selling them. Great yard guy, fantastic bug guy. Use it when you need it. Be grateful for when it serves you. But there's just a bunch of lonely people on there. All right, love y'all. Bye.
2: I wish I had known that this too shall pass. You feel bad right now? You feel pissed off? You feel angry? Yes. This too shall pass. Oh, great. You feel great? You feel like you know all the answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like that everybody yeah. finally gets you, yeah, and yeah. Uh, there you are. Yeah. This, this too, too shall pass. <laughs> Ooh, good. Time is your
1: ally, and if nothing else, just wait. Oh. Just wait it out.